Happy Tuesday. Today is December 4th, and I am Mary Prenti, reporting once again from my weekly podcast, Mary's Classroom Mantras. Welcome back to all of my loyal listeners. If you are new here today, thank you for spending a couple of minutes with us to hear more about my classroom philosophies and management style. I'm looking forward to learning about your classroom management and philosophies as you comment below and subscribe to our channel. Thank you for joining. Last week on our podcast, we discussed the topic of differentiation. This week, I'm going to share with you my philosophy when it comes to my approach to teaching writing. There are so many great ways in which we can share different writing techniques with our students. It's very important for teachers to know themselves, as teachers and as writers, to determine our philosophies of writing so that we can share successful and meaningful writing experiences with our students. When considering my approach to teaching writing, it was important to reflect on myself as a writer. Reflecting on my own writing preferences and practices, I noticed that I tend to favor the expressive form of writing. I love to get all my thoughts out at once. My mind tends to move so quickly that I like to use the classic pen-to-paper method over typing when I'm formulating meaningful work. This helps to slow my mind down and get my thoughts out. Once I've gotten all of my thoughts out together on paper, I like to go back and revise my work to be more grammatically correct. I tried to base my approach to teaching writing much like my practice of the art itself. I want content to be favored over form, though both are important, helping our students find their voice and content, in my opinion, is at the top of the hierarchy when it comes to learning and writing. Reflecting on what I have learned about teaching writing, I believe that I am a fan of using expressive writing as a means to open up the writer's mind and encourage flexibility and fluidity and all that great creativity in writing. Free writes are a great way to engage students. They don't fear that they're being judged based on their thoughts and beliefs. And with this practice, students will be writing to learn. I think it would be particularly interesting to, at the end of the semester, have students individually reflect on their free write journals and evaluate how much they have learned through writing and what strengths they have mastered since they first started writing, how their critical thinking skills have developed, how they're looking at things from different perspectives. I think that a great way to do this would be to give each student a free write journal. They're free to take it home or keep it in class. I might keep it in class just so they don't lose it at home, but I do want to encourage that writing to be fluid in and outside of the classroom. Specifically regarding free writes, I feel that introducing students to a diverse text and then prompting them to get out their free write journals and giving them a prompt that is a broad question or statement for them to respond to would help promote critical literacy and analysis of multicultural texts, which could promote transferable skills of empathy and critical thinking that they could use in their everyday lives and other subjects. So I'm going to share with you what this would look like in my classroom. First, I would give students a diverse text to read. 
and I'm defining text and reading broadly here. I love to incorporate videos, advertisements, songs, other forms of literature into the classroom for students to analyze. So by text, I mean anything that they can really critically observe and analyze and interpret. So say I give students a music video to watch and analyze before showing them the video I would ask them to keep in mind maybe the tone of the singer or the songwriter. I would show the video, give them a minute to think, and then after watching the video, I would ask students to get out their provided free write notebooks, journals, and prompt them to write about the tone of their week, say. They can emphasize events or conversations that happen throughout the week that have influenced the overall tone of that week for them. This would help get out their ideas in a comfortable way, but they feel prompted enough to know what they should be writing on. You know, students are so often told exactly what to do, exactly how to think in different subjects. I don't want to encourage that so much, but I think that giving them a broad prompt can help them dig into some emotion and creativity and support that creativity in the classroom. I believe free writes are a great way to celebrate the expressivist aspect of writing, which often honestly gets overlooked or devalued in the academic world. You know, everything is about new criticism, standard English, and those are important in the academic setting because they are how we move forward in the academy and university and all that good stuff. But again, I want to stress the value of content over form. So form is important, but I really value the content the most as a teacher. So by encouraging students to free write, we're encouraging them to use their voice and give them enjoyable and personal connections and experiences within writing in school. And then they can transfer that writing at home or wherever else they feel comfortable. But we would know that we would be giving them those tools to write in school this way. So now that I've talked about how I would prompt creative and expressive writing, I don't mean for this to say that this would not be academic writing. Of course it would be. They're using their critical thinking skills. They could talk in partners about what they wrote to expand on their ideas. They could share their work with the class if they feel comfortable. So moving on from how to get them to write, I'm going to talk a little bit about form now that I've talked about content. So when dealing with grammar in the classroom, I want to give my students the proper tools to succeed within the modern academic world, but I also don't want them to think that their work's valued based solely on their grammar. It can be really intimidating and harmful for a student to put work into an assignment only to receive it back from the teacher with all these marks and indications of grammatical errors. I'm sure you are recalling a time when this happened to you and it didn't feel so great because you thought your content was great, but nope, comma splice here, fragment there, yeah. So for this reason, I will refer to Jeff Anderson's Mechanically Inclined Strategies in which he emphasizes great techniques to allow students to fix their own grammar without feeling condescended or reduced. So Anderson emphasizes 
reading to learn and the power of a mentor text. I will use mentor text in my class, which is a text drawn by an author who was successful or wrote beautifully. Just any text would do. Some You can even use your students' work as a mentor text. If they wrote a really good sentence, you can use it to show the other students to mentor their own writing so that they can model it after this person. So it's a wide range when I talk about mentor text. Sometimes it can be as broad as To Kill a Mockingbird or a line from a song. But yeah, you get the gist of it. So I will use mentor text to show students correct grammar usage in a sentence. So I can help students understand and learn different ways in which grammar can be used poetically with this as well. So if a semicolon is used how it's not supposed to be in a great work, my students and I actually talked about this today in Virginia Woolf's excerpt from when she was in Cornwall, England over the summer with her father and her brother. She was reflecting on a memory and we talked about the use of semicolons and how sometimes they weren't technically grammatically correct, but they added something to the story by using it in the way in which she did. So we'll just kind of talk about grammar in this way with my students by showing them mentor texts and allowing them to analyze it and model it in their own writing. So it's great to use a mentor text to point out ways in which authors use certain troubled grammar errors like we just talked about on purpose. And after the students study this mentor text, whether the grammar is technically correct or not, I can show them a grammatically incorrect sentence that is centered around the grammar that we just studied. So I've shown them the mentor text and they've studied, let's say we're studying semicolons. So I showed them the mentor text of a good example of a semicolon. So then I put up a sentence that perhaps needs a semicolon or a semicolon is misused in it. And I will ask the students to fix their mistake on their own. And from using the model that they were just shown, they'll be able to fix the grammar. And I would like them to practice their grammar in their free write journals so that they associate writing as one whole thing. You know, it's not just grammar. It's not just content. It's all of it together. And we should feel comfortable putting all of that together. So if a free write journal is a place where they feel comfortable, they should practice their grammar in there as well so that grammar feels more comfortable. So they can make mistakes if they feel like they can try and not be afraid to make mistakes. And then I will ask the students to refer to their own work, maybe in their free write journals or an essay they have just received back, and ask them to try to proofread their own work for the grammatical issues that we just studied using mentor texts and self-reflection. Combining the expressive tone of writing and the grammatically correct sentences we studied like Anderson and mixing that all with diverse texts will allow my students to feel comfortable developing their own voices in writing. Preferably, I think that a good writer is someone who has a good voice and who emphasizes a unique and diverse perspective. They express new ideas or successfully build off of other ideas. I'm a huge fan of critical thinking and writing, and I really love when writers are passionate about what they're writing. So to tell that they have something in it, some emotional component in their writing. So with this description of good writing, I will assess my students' writing and 
they will all have opportunities to advance their writing and ensure that they are quote unquote good writers. I want students to discover their own voices and be proud of their growth throughout the semesters or marking terms, I should say. (laughs) And I want my classroom to foster an accepting and encouraging environment that also pushes my students to write as much as they can and to continue to grow and develop as writers and as learners and as people who are part of the bigger conversation generally. So that pretty much sums up my approach to teaching writing. I am very much looking forward to seeing how this plays out in my classroom and I'm practicing it, some of it now in my mentors class. So it's really amazing. And that is it for my philosophy and approach to teaching writing for today. I am sincerely looking forward to reading your responses in the comments section below and make sure you like and subscribe. So please share with me your philosophies of writing in the classroom. How will you approach it with your students? What makes a good writer to you? How are you going to assess their learning? So that's all I have today for you lovely listeners. Make sure you tune into Mary's Classroom Mantras next Tuesday to discover incorporating diverse texts and perspectives into the classroom. Until then, stay warm. Happy holidays.